Welcome to the Storyteller Series Nigeria, a podcast dedicated to sharing true stories of Nigerians of all ages and backgrounds. This is episode number two and it's called Sweet Mother, after the popular High Life song because all three stories are centered around the crucial role mothers play in our lives. Stories in this episode are from our live show on May 5th, 2018 at the Q Cafe in Abuja. To find out more about the series, you can visit our website at thestorytellerng.org or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at abjstoryteller, all one word. Our first storyteller is Buchi Onyegule. Buchi tells us how his mother raised six sons in Lagos. I want to tell a story about when, when I realized that authority resided in, in need agenda. So uh, I'm one of six boys. I don't have a sister. Yes. Uh, one mother, one father. My mother gave birth to six boys. And my mother is a terror. I say this without reservations. I have two cousins here, and they can attest to it. In fact, I have someone here that I know has felt the full force of my of the brunt of my mother's anger, and he can corroborate that. So I grew up in Lagos in Fessa, and while I was in school, primary school, one day I got beaten for not doing my homework. So. And my teacher was also a terror. He flogged two of us 24 strokes of the cane for not doing our homework. It was a Monday and we had the entire weekend. So he got extra angry. And I forgot about it because, I mean, my mom flogs worse. So, no big deal. I got home. Incidentally, the boy that was flogged alongside myself lived in the same building as I did. So downstairs in the afternoon that day, we went to play football. And I... I saw him standing. He's a really good footballer. And he didn't come out to play. And I said, Dutton, why are you not coming to play? And he said, ah, no. Have you forgotten? Uncle beat us today. And I said, and, ah, what did it worry you? You don't know, say, I don't show my mom, my, mom, my mommy on my wound. I said, and, tell mom, mommy to go fight uncle tomorrow. I said, oh. And foolishly, I said, my mother should be doing the same thing. So I, I stopped playing and I stood with Dutton and we both started nursing our wounds. I went to sleep. My mom used to own a stall at a Boju market in Festa, in Amu or something. So she comes back really late. So the next morning, I forgot. The next morning I prepared for school. We lived upstairs, Dutton lived downstairs. And I was going to walk out and go to school. Then I looked out foolishly. When your village people are after you, they will catch you. So I looked out foolishly and I saw Dotun walking with his mother. And she, in classic Yoruba woman style, she tied the, 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 the scarf around her waist and were marching. And I remembered, I said, hey! I went back to my mother who had not even prepared to go out. And I said, Mommy, oh, yeah, yeah, where are you now? She said, What do you mean? I said, See now, Dotun's mother is going to fight Uncle. Are you not coming with me? Fight Uncle for what? I said, eh, mommy, mm-hmm. see what I noticed. You see my hand, you see Mark. Really? Who beat you? I said, mm, my teacher, what did you do? Mommy, only that I did not do homework. Only that we did not do homework. Uncle beat me and also. Now, my mother used to protect her cane. So she had a drum in the middle of the bedroom that she used to lock. So that's where she put the cane. Just so whenever she needs it, it never misses. 
So she pops the key. And she told me, actually, sit down. I'm coming. She didn't take a shower. She went in, dressed up, and came out, stopped the drum, and came out with cane. My mother flogged me from my house to the school. <laughs> and when we got to the school, we walked into the class. Dotu's mother was already berating the teacher. And so my mother walked me into the class. She had broken her cane on me, walked me into the class, then looked at both of them, didn't speak to the woman, collected my teacher's cane, <laughs> and proceeded to flog me inside the classroom. Before she finished flogging me, Dotu's mother had gone. And then she turns to my teacher and says, do you think it's possible he will not do his homework again? I couldn't cry. I was just prone watching her like, how? Like, <laughs> was I adopted? <laughs> so that was the day I realized that, see, it doesn't matter how, male, female, whoever wants to be brutal, eh? Yes, my mom is a battalion commander. Thank you. When our next storyteller, Musa, told his story, there was not a dry eye left in the room. Um, I'm going to share a story about my mom um, when I lost her. You know, when you are young, you have your two parents and you're happy and you think that nothing can ever happen and they are going to live forever, 100 years as you hear in church and all. But before she died, um, my dad got sick months before she had. So I thought my dad was going to die. But he didn't. And you know, at that point in life, you are so young and you feel like, what will happen? What will happen? What will happen? There's this fear mixed with nervousness in, in your mind. And then he was well. He got up from the hospital, came back home, everything was happy. And my mom was a banker in Baga, in northeast Nigeria. So we visited several times. She stayed in Parax. Everything was perfect. So this particular time, normally she travels with us for her job, but this particular time, she went alone, and when she was coming back, she was coming back with her friends and the driver, all these transport, public transport, Nigerian cars. Then as they were coming back, an accident happened, and she was the only one in the car that was terribly hurt, but her friend also was badly injured, so they brought her back. We were staying in Medukri, Borno State. They brought her back to the hospital in Borno. And I was young, I was six, so they didn't tell me. I was just like a surprise, awful surprise. Then my dad went to visit her that night, but she was smiling, my mother. And by the next morning, she just gave up the clothes, but before she did, she turned to my dad again, as I heard the story many times, and she smiled. And from that story, I learned that that's how my mom has ever been. She will make you smile, make you happy at all situations, and even at the last breath of her life, she did the same thing. Thank you. In the next story, Zina tells us about her friendship with her mother. My mother is my best friend. I know a lot of people say this, but I swear to God, in my own case, it is true. Um, so one of the reasons why we're very close is because I am number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth 
of the girls that she has raised. Um, uh, by the time I came along, she had already beaten it out, scolded it out, babied it out, corrected it out of all of them. And when I came along, she was just ready to friend it out. So <laughs> it became very friendly, very close. Um, I remember having the bees and the birds talk when I was eight years old. Um, she talked to me about periods and boys because she did not have time to wait. She was like, you're eight, you need to have this conversation. And so she told me that um, women bleed, and when you bleed, it means you can have a baby. Um, and I was like, um, actually, that's not true, being the smart ass that I am. I was like, um, Auntie Haifa just had a baby, and I know she didn't bleed, so you're wrong, I'm right. And my mother had the best laugh of her life, and she sat down with me with very age-appropriate illustrations, and she explained it to me until both of us were satisfied that we understood each other. But um, that's the kind of relationship I've always had with her. We can talk about everything. Politics, religion, life, death, everything. Nothing was off the table. And um, so in 2007, during the elections, we had gone to the village in Nesra State. Um, we were standing under the sun, the ballot boxes had not yet arrived, and um, I was writing a random list of things I was going to buy when I met the man I was going to marry. And then she said, which basically means we're going to buy you the big white um, AC so that it's not easy to take with you when you leave him. <laughs> yeah, I was not even married, but my mother had already seen my divorce. Um, very intuitive, but it turns out. <laughs> Anyways, forward a few years later, and um, I fell hopelessly in love with a girl. And like every other millennial, I picked up my phone, sent her a message via BBM, and said, I'm dating a girl. And this very conservative Muslim woman, this woman who had been raised by a Catholic mom and a Sunni dad, who speaks um, Hausa, Arabic, and English interchangeably, who had raised, at least, she had breathed four people and raised 15. And she had been there, done that, seen it all. This woman started laughing, and she said to me, are you serious? Are you two getting married? I was surprised, but not too much, because I guess after about 60 years on this planet, she had seen it all, she had been there, done that. Anyways, forward to yesterday, we were having a conversation over the phone, and um, she was complaining to me about how her timeline was full of um, David Joe and Choma and Assurance. <laughs> yes, I know, my mother is obsessed with Instagram, but that is another story for another day. So she's complaining about her time and everything. And I said to her, and I said to her, I've got to go. And then she says quickly, hey, hey, calm down, wait. I heard that you're finally dating a Nigerian girl. Please bring her home. I've never met a Nigerian lesbian. And then I laughed and I said to her, Madam, calm down. You gave birth to one 33 years ago. Thank you very much. Many thanks to the Cube Cafe in Meitama, Abuja for hosting our live shows. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Storyteller Series Nigeria. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. For more information on the series and to check dates for our next live event, please follow us at ABJ Storyteller, that's one word, on Instagram, Twitter, and like our Facebook page. You can also visit our website at thestorytellerng.org. If you would like to tell a story at our next live event or submit a story to the podcast, please email info at thestorytellerng.org. Have a great day.